so we are going live now. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. I'm the other host, Paul. And today we are joined by the book nerd queen her, herself, um, which is Charlotte. So yes, um, we are taking a little bit of an off-beaten uh, t- track, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, how would I put it? I don't know. Uh, well, let's say we're having the Nerdy Up North community and the Nerdy Up North Book Club coming as one. Coming as one. It's a duet. 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 Yes. It's going to be an interesting one. So, like I said, we've had the book club like, like running next to the group for a while and we've talked about books. And this is one of the ones that has come up a few times, maybe once or twice, shall we say. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Sammy hasn't read the full book yet. Mm-hmm. So, I do apologize. We are going to spoil no, the shit. Spoil the shit no, and that's fine. And that's absolutely fine because I did watch the TV series. So, I don't feel like. I'm having a lot ruined for us. Um, and I don't see it as being ruined. I thoroughly enjoyed when we did the Harry Potter um, episode. So I'm hoping like it's going to be the same kind of thing. Like you're going to make us want to not, as much as I cannot put this down at the moment anyway, you're going to get us to the finish point. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm excited about this one. Cool. So before we get started as well, uh, like I say, I've not prepared a statement, but I think... Uh, before Tommy gets a disclaimer out of the way, mm-hmm. there was something I wanted to quite uh, get out there and see. I know you guys don't know about this, so I do apologise. Because okay. um, with this being on the back of Mental Health Week, there's a lot of things been going on. There's a lot of people struggling out there and there's a lot of people that need help. And just please, if you do need help, reach out, get support. There's places you can go to, talk to friends, talk to family. Even talk to strangers on the internet, it can help. It does work. Um, just, I just want everyone to know they're not alone and you're never alone. Hmm. So I wanted to say that, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And just on the back of that, if you are looking for professional help and you have an employee, speak to your employer and see what, see what they actually offer you as well. Because I know personally, I did, not, I did not so long ago and it was the best thing I ever did. Um, couldn't be more grateful for what they give us. So please reach out, reach out to us. Like message me. I'm always free for a chat. And I'll chat your ear off. <laughs> yes. So get, I wanted to get that out of the way before uh, we started there. So yes. Uh, so yes, uh, we'll get the disclaimer. And yeah. then, then Charlotte's the boss for today. <laughs> yes, we are. We are under Charlotte's reign. Just to say hi to everyone in the chat. Wow, we've got 10 people in there already. Um, thank you for joining us this Sunday evening. Um, everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any topic from tonight's episode, please come and join us on our Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep it fun. Keep it kind and keep the toxicity out of nerdism. She's definitely been practicing that. Do you know if I do it in a funny voice? Better. If I do it in a funny voice, I can say it better. <laughs> so yes, uh, so this is an epic book. It is one of the ones where I would say you re- you pick up and you cannot put down. I know uh, we mentioned slightly that there was uh, a version made for TV which did parts of the book justice shall we say 
But if you like fantasy, if you like mythology, and if you just like Neil Gaiman's writing as well, because he has got a style and it's a very good style. But um, this was one of one of my favourite books that I've read and I've read a few times. I don't really go back over many books and I can pick up this one and just reread it. And it always feels brand new to me. Well, as we are in like a book club session, mm-hmm. I came with my book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I'll have it here just as, you know, that's what you do in book club meetings, don't you? Yeah, you have your, you have your copy of your book here. <laughs> um, oh. I've, I've got a signed one up there. <laughs> Just just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. But yeah, um, again, like I say, it does hold a special place in my heart. um, I've forgotten when I picked it up. I think, um, because like I say, I I knew of Neverwhere, because I watched the TV show as a kid, and then he made Neverwhere on the back of, wasn't happy with how Neverwhere was was portrayed, because the book came after the TV show, which was kind of like a, a weird one. Uh, so then, actually, I think this was his next one after that. Am I wrong, Charlotte? I, I know I could be saying something um, wrong. It was it was around about the same time. This was written nine uh, two thousand and one ish. It's in the front. It's in the front. <laughs> it's in the front. Two thousand and one ish. It's about yeah. It's, it's about, it's about twenty years old. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. So, I mean, it was first published in 2001, but it was actually written, it took him about two years to write. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Like, look at the thickness of that. <laughs> like, all, I about, all about the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what, though? When I picked this up and started reading it, um, I got to the point where I was like, wow, I can feel there's a rhythm here and I'm liking it. Um, and it's not as intimidating as it. Because when I pick it up, I'm like, oh, God, look at how many pages. Look how thick that book is. This one was not intimidated by it. And quite honestly, we were, I mentioned to Charlotte, I wanted to read a North Mythology book. I got a Neil Gaiman book put straight in my hand. And then instantly had two other Neil Gaiman books put straight in my hand by Paul and Charlotte. So I I got another one on Friday. (laughs) I'm very much into it now. (laughs) Definitely. But... I think with this, uh, I'd say someone introduced us to the actual American gods. um, And I think I used to read it going to work uh, on the bus to work. It used to be like a 45 minute bus journey there and back. And um, I'd say I I look forward to getting up and going to work just so I can pick up this book and read. Um, It's not just like, say, the story, the story's interesting, but the characters, you fall in love with these characters, Mm -hmm. like each and every one of them, even the ones that are completely. I'll say it bellendish because there are, are lots. Like everyone's a pretty much a dick in this book, <laughs> but you, you, like say it as it is. <laughs> um, and like say when we got the TV show, given the the book life and faces and voices, some of them were perfect. Like Ian McShane as Wednesday, absolutely. You cannot see anyone else portray 100%. that character. And when you read them, you hear the voice mm-hmm. and it matches yeah. to yeah. a T. 100%. Uh, but um, just before we get started, I'll, I'll, I know Sammy can't really answer this one, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Charlotte, it's going to drive her nuts. Who's your favourite god? Oh, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
if people listening could see the cogs so, turning in Charlotte's head. <laughs> I think it's got to be Mr. Wednesday. Hmm. But on a contrast of that, I also love Mr. World because they're kind of like the mirror two sides of the same each- coin. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the same character. Just mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll make that one easier then. So who's your, different- yeah, so who's your favourite new god in the world god, shall we say? New God would, in the book, it's Mr. World, but in the TV show, it's uh, media. Yes, mm. but that's just because it's Gillian in, Anderson and because, yeah. She was, a, in the <laughs> in the Iconic. first season, of, she was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Old God, mm-hmm. I kind of got a, a soft spot for Chernobog. Yes, I'm going to, that's that's <laughs> the thing, uh, I will apologise because some of these names that we have to try and pronounce i'm not very good with names as yes. previous uh, podcasts can attend to but uh Senenborg was probably my favorite just he was so interesting and uh, and, powerful. and um uh the the sisters as well yes the zoya sisters the, they've all got different last names they're like something naya or something in the in the last so, the last uh, names they've all got Yes, because the first, I think the first yeah. names were the same, but it was like, um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get the words up now. Utenaya, yeah. uh, Vinchenaya, and Polchenaya. Yeah, I, I, they've I, all got, um, yeah, they've all got like different, yeah, I love the sisters. Very Eastern in, European. In, yeah. But um, just to break down the story as well, um, I know, as I said, Charlotte is the boss, and I'm probably getting a bit too excited and, and taking over a little bit here. <laughs> but uh, basically, <laughs> How I would describe the book? It's a road movie. Well, a road book, like road story, like people on the road between um, immigrants, like people that came to America uh, and brought their beliefs. And as time goes on, you get swept aside and swept into the the American life or the American dream. So the old gods, when you believe in them, it gives them power. And as they're getting older, they start losing the power. So they're not as big as not as strong. So they're having to get through life now because they've been because the premise is if you believe in something, it's real. So you've given thought to something, has given belief and given them like substance, give them and with them not having that power, it kind of loses that and they start losing the powers and losing the strength. And it's moving on to the new gods, um, which is like say world media. Uh, and like say technology and stuff like that but I know Neil Gaiman came out and he said he would, if he ever wrote a, like a sequel he was going to include like social media as, as a platform as a new god as well mm. um, so because I know he's talked about doing a sequel to American Gods for years but I, I know there's, how long it's um, to write this one there's, there's three spin-off novels mm-hmm. um, there's a Nancy Boys which is the longest one mm-hmm. uh, which is about Mr. Nancy, the the Spider God. Um, there's Monarch of the Glen and there's Black Dog. Mm-hmm. Are all in the same universe? They've all got yeah. shadow in them, or mm-hmm. sort of links to the original one. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if a sequel would work. I, I kind of like it as, a as it is, but then I, I would like to find out how Shadow's story ends Continues. because I feel oh. like. Mm-hmm. I feel like the end of this book is the beginning of Shadow's story. Yeah, because as a main character, you look to learn more, but you never do. Yeah. And that, that's always the quite interesting thing. You want to learn and because mm-hmm. and, it keeps you guessing. 
because you think Shadow's going to be this god of old or like being around for years, mm-hmm. but you never find out. It's always it's like hinted oh. at or uh, teased I mean, in a way. You you find out who he is, mm-hmm. but when you find out who he is, he he's only just found out who he is, mm-hmm. and then the book the book kind of ends. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I didn't even put so, two and two together that he could be someone. <laughs> like, Spoilers! I, no, 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 honestly, please, I don't, I'm, I don't, um, I don't care. But I, when I'm like, when I watch the series and when I've read the beginning, mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't even asked the question in my head. Why has he picked him out of yeah. all the people? Why, and I haven't even asked that in my head yet. I'm just so excited that they've met each other. Mm-hmm. That, 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 I'm like oh, excited about that part it didn't help that Ricky Wilson took his top off a few times as well did it I do not <laughs> see when I'm reading Shadow I don't see him mm-hmm. at all know. and I said my mum's got a copy of it now because she is like on a Neil Gaiman trip at the minute um, and I said you will not you will not the person on the front of the cover that's not who you'll picture as Shadow mm-hmm. but you will definitely picture Mr Wednesday yeah so yeah, but mm-hmm. well, yes, um, like I say, the whole idea of it and just the journey you go through. Because as I said, it is a road. Like if it was a movie, it would be a road movie because mm-hmm. everything that that goes on when they visit all the big places, like the biggest uh, ball of yarn and stuff like that, uh, all the side shows. Because as I said, uh, people are drawn to them because the the powers and stuff like that. But I love the like the little side. Uh, the little side sections in the books where I know in the TV show they ingrained them into the plot, mm-hmm. but where it kind of like went off and told you about like an old god and how they are surviving and how they are living and how they get their worship. That was always the interesting part in the books and how they expanded on that universe. That's that's what went wrong for me in the TV show because they tried to they put put like that in the book. Mm-hmm. Mad Sweeney's background is explored in yeah. one of those little bits and then they sort of worked that into the main show yeah and well, it the, kind of that's where it lost its direction for me yeah because in the book there's so many rich and interesting characters but in the show they're focused on the wrong ones mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um like mad as like you said mad eye sweeney is only in it a small section in the book and i like the way they finished them off as well because it, it brought mm-hmm. Reverence and um, to Shadow's journey and sh- made Shadow mistrust Wednesday more. I, so I could be wrong, but he was the first god that died as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? So it was. It was quite a. Sorry, <laughs> it was quite a. It was quite a poignant moment because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, gods aren't was, immortal. Yeah, because it wasn't a big death as well. It was just frozen. He froze because mm-hmm. he didn't. I didn't have food. He didn't have warmth. And he froze in the streets because he was homeless. Oh, poor leprechaun! Mm. <laughs> I um, like. I liked um, Pablo Shriver as him in. Yeah, the TV he was show. Really He's good. fantastic. But that's yeah. not who I picture in that bar scene no, at all. In the bar scene, you picture something like Hagrid out of Harry Potter. Like that's it. That's <laughs> like the a, one. Yeah, big, a big hairy like Irishman um, mm-hmm. like, with every single stereotype going. But uh, <laughs> uh, but the whole thing, like say, I loved about Shadow was how, as you said, the hints and like the kind of pulling you along. Like on Wednesday, kind of teasing, saying, "Oh, making Shadow believe that it's snowing," 
and then it snows when they're doing the bank heist. Well, not the heist when they're doing the bank con, because that's what all mm. Wednesday is like is a is a con man. He's that's a con doing man. It. Yeah, and them little tricks and stuff, and how easy. Even though Shadow says he's never done it, he falls in and can tell the lies and comes out of his mouth and uh, that aspect and the whole uh, scene in in the book with uh, Shadow and uh, Cyborg where. The playing chess was it checkers? It was checkers, wasn't it? Checkers, checkers, mm-hmm. and how Shadow kind of uh, hustles him, even though, uh, but he's not really that bothered about his own death. But you can like the hustle in that scene in where in the book where well, the scene's done well because the actors in the, mm-hmm. in the show is done well, but in the book mm-hmm. it's so drawn out, it's so well written, and you're left like reading page after page because you think how's he going to get out of this situation because it but then when you read it it's just brilliant and i can say you fall in love a little bit with shadow which i don't think you do in the tv show no not not no. at all you are not you're not watching it for him mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's because us uk folk know who he is yeah. um because the americans might have just been very excited mm-hmm. by this very delicious man on screen but um. for us not so much but he um, was in the hundred before he was in American Gods, so he oh, wasn't yes. like a totally new, new face to American. Ah, right. Oh well, take that one back. <laughs> the, my, <laughs> my downside with the program in itself is the first series was phenomenal, absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, characters, scenery, like the lot, it just worked, and they were building up for this like mega war. It mm-hmm. like it was all going to come down to it. And then you're left in the second series still oh, anticipating what they come on. And I give in halfway through the second series because I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to know the answers. You don't. That's the thing. The book does not this mega war. It's, God damn it! <laughs> but, it's, it's, but it's played out perfectly. I don't know if you want to discuss this yet, but we'll leave it to that <laughs> when they do the, uh, the ending, you can't see how, how they could have ended any other way. Because... Mm-hmm. Well, Let's um, let's see what Charlotte's points are, just in case we're stepping on toes, because the the girls worked for this episode. Sorry, I just get excited with this one. Sorry, I've I've nagged, I've nagged for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, actually, one of the ones that I thought was quite interesting was with Neil Gaiman being British. Mm -hmm. It was quite interesting that he chose to write this in America. Mm-hmm. You know how, why, though? Dif- how different do you think it would be if it was set in the UK? Very, very mean, different. Do you mean like his, influ- his influence on the actual story in, in a like whole? Like the, ac- the actual story? Like, mm, do you diff- think do you think it would still be a road trip movie? Like road trip story? Do you think it would still? I don't think you would have. Do you brought think the, the gods this- would be the same? No, I think it would be completely. Every aspect of it would be completely different because. Um, I actually know the answer to this as well, why you wrote this, because uh, I've been doing a little bit of my homework as well, listening to a few <laughs> interviews he's did. Uh, he was actually an immigrant himself. He moved to America in 1992, and uh, that he wanted to tell a story of how it felt to come to America and oh. be be off, like the outsider and travelling. And he said when he wanted to write this story, he actually got in the car and drove for days. He drove the back streets. He got actually, because it was before GPS and stuff, he got the 
uh, maps from uh, out maps. <laughs> they got they got the Foldy out maps, and but he actually but he actually contacted the companies who produced them, and they sent them road trips. They said, and he went through these towns that were broken down, oh. the towns that were ghost towns. He went through flourishing towns, and he used them as inspiration. So I think if he stayed in the UK, we wouldn't get that side of it. I think we would probably like say did his well he did do his American Gods in Neverwhere because that was London below. Yeah. So yeah. that was his kind of his tale, but we would never have gotten American Gods if he didn't travel. So I don't think it would mean no. anything like that at all. Sorry, can I, sorry. No, no. Can I just point, can I just point out something before we go any further? I have never seen you light up so much on this podcast talking about a subject. You like completely beamed there. There was like this bright light behind him. It was so I lovely to see. I, I knew something for once. I wasn't just bullshitting. <laughs> just, you just look so happy. Well, it's just a nice tale because when you oh. read the book and you read and you and you realize why you did it because. <laughs> to be honest, it's a film about fucked up situations and made it, well, I nearly got myself in trouble, um, people's beliefs. <laughs> um, Be and, careful. Yeah, I don't want to upset anyone here, but uh, yeah, because it's, it's so messed up, but it works in such a wonderful way and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm probably pissing Charlotte off, off so much here, I'm so sorry. <laughs> This is what a book club discussion is all about. Uh, Goodwill in the chat has just said that there would be a tea, a a god of tea, if it was set in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's not wrong. (laughs) Isn't that just a version of Alice in Wonderland, what we've never seen? (laughs) Or an Alice in Wonderland version we want to see. Neil Gaiman doing Alice. Have you done that, Coraline? Oh, Caroline, that, that was the first. That was the first Neil Gaiman book I read. Is it's it worth? Caroline. Is it worth reading the book or watching the film? Both. Before I haven't seen the film, is it worth reading the book first and then watching the film? Um, if if you're gonna if you're gonna do book first, do the graphic novel first. Right. Okay. But yeah, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, that is. If you look at it, that is his version of Alice in Wonderland. In, yeah. a, in, a, in a fucked up kind of way. It's yeah, a so. very, it's a very hard read. Um, that one I started it, and I, don't get us wrong, I am going to finish it, but I did want to get into this one first. I should, I should never have picked it up in the first place. But I read the first two chapters, and it is a really hard one to get into. Whereas this didn't have the hardship that I found with that book. Mm-hmm. It was, and I don't know if it's because I've seen the series, and I'm excited to get into it because I want to know the ins and outs and the nitty gritty and all that. Um, I just found it not as, not as hard to read mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as I did with the other one. Oh, it's a very easy read. And it's, it, I think it's because it's interesting and each character brings a little bit something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the TV show, the, the expand on things like Laura Moon has such a small role in the book. Thank God for that. <laughs> like, yeah. um, you, you kind of get lost in it in the TV show because it's should, the first part's done perfect. That, yeah. that that's the best way I can describe it. It's mm-hmm. just you just wanted to go away by the time uh, she keeps on going. But in the book, she doesn't overstay her welcome. Good because honestly, mm. I just got sick of her by the end. Dead wife, absolutely mm. kind of bite. I really couldn't. I was like, you you will have no relevance. Mm-hmm at all you could completely take you out of this and it would wouldn't make a difference at all yeah but 
there's other things like I know they expanded on Mr. Nancy uh, with the, with the Nancy boys, but even in the book, he's such an interest. The character boy is, is very small. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not really like expanded on. Uh, Blinkwist in the in the TV show has given this huge character arc and stuff. But to be honest, in the book, she's just like say this god that eats people with a vagina. I've met her. <laughs> I yeah, met her in the book. She's like one of the first ones. That's pretty much our only, only big thing, part in the book. Oh, that's really sad because she was like the way she was wanting them. To, the, the whole description was brilliantly done. I've got to say, mm. I've never heard, I, I've never read. Sorry, yeah. a more decent description of someone getting eaten by a vagina. Like, yeah, well, read the graphic novel. It- <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> there is a graphic novel of this as well. They did do a comic version. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I picked up a few. Not the. I think I've got the first part on trade back. Not trade backs. The first prints. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them's on the wall, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes. Um, going off subject there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Like even the gin, the gin's only a tiny side story in the in the book as well. Um, I love uh, the side story on Jesus as well. That he's just like hitchhiking mm-hmm. across the world. There's a story <laughs> on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's just that's amazing. Hitchhiking across the world, just doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Thor, Thor, isn't a happy ending for Thor? Unfortunately, there's <laughs> not a happy ending in Thor in there. Uh... In any literature that you read, like mm. especially the Norse mythology one, because it ends mm. with Ragnarok, so yeah. in a happy ending I, were there. I love that you've read Norse mythology first because I read American Gods first, and it was quite clear where the where his love for mm. mythology came from. Like it, so it, it's quite fun that you've read Norse. You've read it sort of the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like, not yeah, read that book. Quite interesting. <laughs> and you, you, like, you honestly, you, he, the way that he talks in, in um, and I don't know if he's like this in, because I've only read one book by Neil Gaiman, so I'm not quite familiar with that style that used to will be. Um, but he's he wrote that he wrote the Norse mythology one as like he was talking to his mates, and he yeah. was telling them a story. And it was mm-hmm. just like so fun to read. Don't get us wrong. I struggled with half the names that were in there. Like I had to like break them down and it still didn't sound right in my head, but <laughs> it, uh, it it sounded like he was, it was just a chat with his mates and like sitting like sitting around a campfire and telling a story. That's the style I got from the Norse mythology book. And it was just, you couldn't put it down. I think, I think that's why I get lost in this book so much. Like I, I can sit and be reading it. And I can be reading it for a couple of hours, and when I I'll just like I'll come to a point where I'm like, right, I need to stop and, and mm-hmm. you know do whatever. And you kind of forget where you are when you as you stop reading, you kind of you have that moment where you're like, oh yeah, I'm actually Home. sitting in a chair in your living room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, because you just get lost in it. No, I, totally... I had that moment like when I was on the bus the other day. I looked up and I was like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> I, told, I totally get that because when I was reading the bar scene I could and I could see the bar around us I could see these ridiculous crocodiles and I just imagined them have like them having red walls and being quite smoky and the smell like I was totally immersed in the bar scene and yeah. them sitting when outside he, as well when he when we first meet Laura um when she visits them in the motel room Mm-hmm. And she kisses him and he describes like how she tasted 
yeah. of cigarettes and, and mm-hmm. you, you can you can taste it mm-hmm. you yeah. know what, you, like you can smell what what like it's such so well mm-hmm. written it's so descriptive you can you can mm-hmm. feel the cold the yeah. shadow mm-hmm. feels when he's on the when he's on the rooftop with the, one of the sisters and uh, when Tony mm-hmm. catches the moon um but i think there's no pause i think with great point you've just made that there's no pause points in the book so when you're picking up a book you can say i'll read for this chapter mm-hmm. and then you feel like oh i can put it down now it's like fuck what's happening i want to know now it's like mm-hmm. move on um and the, like i said that's like I said, Neil Gaiman's writing to a T, basically, where he keeps you engaged and want you to go on. Even, like, say, when uh, points when Shadow and Wednesday separate and they go their own separate ways at times, and uh, he meets, I've touched the characters at Sam. Uh, yeah. Yes. That part is my ultimate favourite. Like, I love Wednesday as a character. He's so interesting when he's in there. But the little side quest, because that's what it is. If you're playing a computer game, it would be like a little side quest. Uh, it's like a little side story within the story. And the, the, the adventure that happens when he goes off with Sam is my utmost favourite part and time in the book as well. Um, When he's, I can't remember the name of it, I'm up to that bit in the book as well. When he's in the really cold place. Yes. I can't remember the name of it and I'm reading it. Um but it's 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 when it's like below zero below thirty minus thirty and he's describing the cold and mm. I was sitting on the bus the other day reading it, going somewhere, and it was red hot outside and because I was reading this chapter, I was cold. You were shivering. <laughs> I was like, I want to put my jacket on, it's cold because I was reading this book and it, it that that bit of the book is, mm-hmm. I think that's probably where you fall in love with Shadow as a character mm-hmm. because Shadow's on his own. Yeah. And and even though he's by himself and he thinks he's getting away from like these, this thing with the gods and he finds himself in a whole new land with it in the same situation where it's a, a little town, middle of nowhere, like what's prospering, it's doing well. And the reason why it does well, there's a kid that goes missing every every winter. And basically, it's being fed to a to a god, and Shadow oh, works it out. Being, sacrificed. It, being <laughs> sacrificed to a to a god, and Shadow works it out, and then stops it. And then, as as he's leaving the town, the town's kind of wilting, and it and oh. it's and it's beautifully done. And it, it says he's only there for like a short period till Wednesday calls him back. But the character Sam in it as well, like absolutely beautiful. Um, like a, a friendship that Shadow forms with with Sam, and because uh, it it could have been awkward because it's a like say not a teenage girl, but like say between like say teenage and twenties and stuff. She's sort of college age, isn't she? Yeah, and she's she's got out of the town, but she's going back in because a friend's kind of gone missing, and that's like the whole thing. And it's it's weird because you think there's going to be this romantic like like element to it. But turns out she's a lesbian as well, so it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it was it was really clever with Sam because you meet her just before he goes up into this town and he's sort of left on his own. And you think, oh, that's it. It's just a little character to sort of move the story along as he's hitchhiking. Mm. And then she ends up being a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's the only it's one of the only characters he does that with. Mm-hmm. sort of brings back and it's, it means slightly more to the story. Yeah. He doesn't even do that with 
with Laura. <laughs> no, because well, to be fair, Laura was a horrible person. So <laughs> yeah. I think I think Sam in it is the purest soul. Mm-hmm. When you read it, and, wow, and, 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 and then Sam itself, and Sam's getting all excited. I really am like I'm sitting here just taking it all in and I'm like and more and more like tell me more <laughs> and I love I love doing stuff like this because it and sometimes I sometimes do need encouragement and hyped up in either to read something or watch something so this is why I love sitting I'm just soaking it all in <laughs> keep going <laughs> as I said the, the descriptive parts of it uh, is so well like Trying to think, like I say, it's like effortless, but it knocks you for six at the same time. The elements in it as well, like the train scene when Shadow's being caught by the the hat people, um, <laughs> and it's just horrific the way it's wrought because you think, like you can see, you can smell the blood, you can uh, see how bad it is, mm-hmm. and it's just like that. Every element of it is to the detail, not the Stephen King type of detail where he's telling you exactly what oh, what, uh, what what the tile, how many tiles in a room is and stuff like that, but just what you need to know to experience yeah. it and when you experience it, it is special, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, even just reading one book and part of this, the way that he described stuff is so much more, it's simplified but yet detailed but not Stephen King detailed, like Oh, I I cannot get my head around how that man can describe a piece of paper. Mm. Like it's ridiculous. But Neil Gaiman has such a way of of doing it. It's hard to describe because it's 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 mm. effortless. Mm-hmm. But with every but story, not, sorry, sorry, it it it's not something anybody else. Mm-hmm. He's got such a style; it's so unique mm-hmm. because the things that he like his comparisons and the way he compares things like to what you're reading. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like nothing else. Like the ideas that come out of that man are just, oh, I'd love to live like, inside his head just for one day. Just for, just, just, just for an hour. His ideas out. Yeah. Just, just for his an ideas hour. Out. <laughs> just, do you know how I, I like, I like the idea of Tolkien and George R.R. Martin and how they can create these, you know, mass worlds and languages and, you mm-hmm. know, and everything that goes with it, I totally underestimate Gaiman's power as well. Because for all, yes, he's not he's not created, you know, a seven book series on these huge worlds. He's still within one book managed to capture everything that you need to know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny he you mentioned. Sorry, it's funny you mentioned George R. R. Martin. He's on the front. <laughs> <laughs> He wrote a piece about him in the back of this one. Originally engrossing and endlessly inventive George R. R. Martin. Finish your book, mate. (laughs) But I think think with this one as well, it fits on every format. It's one of them ones where it works as a TV show. It wouldn't work as a film. It couldn't be moved moved into a movie, but it works like, say, in graphic novel and stuff like that. You can take them elements. Mm -hmm. And just just saying that, because I know this one just said in the chat... uh, Christy, yeah, uh, I know you're saying that you, you you can't get away with reading. There is actually a graphic novel of this uh, out there, uh, so mm-hmm. if you wanted to get your hands on it, it is an interesting reading. The, I, the images in it is absolutely perfect as well. I've just read that comment. Can I just get into it a little bit? Because he's saying that he has mild dyslexia, and Chris, so do I. I have I have severe dyslexia, and um, I was diagnosed when I was younger, and 
it's not as hard as what you might think it will be. I know book reading can be quite daunting for someone with dyslexia and comic books certainly helped me. It's just about, it's just about pacing yourself, taking your time. And what I've found recently is um, filters. I use um, yellow papered filter to help with my reading. There's ones that you can get on Amazon where they're only a couple of pounds and there's different colored filters and you will find the one that adjusts to your eyes absolutely really i just wanted to talk about that a second because i never normally talk about me dyslexia and it's bad <laughs> that's fine but um like i said if you do want to like i said uh send us a message chris i can point you in a few directions and where you can get your hands on a few like american gods stuff as well so uh let us know but yes um so if, again sorry I'm, just I'm, i was just gonna say if if you struggle with actual reading, audiobooks are a godsend as well. Yes, yes. never even thought of that one. This one's nine hours though. <laughs> the American Gods yeah. one is and, nine hours. <laughs> and if, if you don't, if you if you get confused by Audible, look on YouTube. There yeah. is hundreds of audiobooks on YouTube that you could just stick on in the background. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do nine hours. Still in the section. People listen to us. Listen to us. Still- for two hours. So. That's, that is true. That is true. My mum has just finished um, having the Sandman read to her, and that was a lot of hours. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. Hi, Sam's mum. Hi, mum. <laughs> but yes. Um, and uh, and Charlotte's mum, I'm absolutely terrified of her from last night. I'm never going to talk about you and it was charlotte that removed your comment not me so charlotte (laughs) (laughs) but yes um back to american gods yes so um yes so i I kind of sidetracked off your talking point there so charlotte again so uh, i will go back to your list there (laughs) uh oh i I quite like this one um how well do you think he writes the idea that there isn't just one god and that there's many oh oh that's so a good gonna, one gonna go all um out there um yeah he does it really well and he doesn't do it in a patronizing way which i think a lot mm-hmm. of people can come across yeah uh, it does it tongue-in-cheek um it does it in a fun way some gods are terrifying some gods you can understand when he goes back to tell um spoiler wednesday a story that he is uh odin um dun, dun, dun. um <laughs> and how like say the crows like and how they worked and and stuff like they pecked and 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 it from like the eye and um like say from his side i can't remember the exactly but it's done well in a way he, he explains the ones that needs to be given explanation mm-hmm. but um and again making um the gin uh, is gay as well, but giving them, like, say, so there's no boundaries and, like, no one was left out or uh, excluded. I always quite like that element about his writing. Mm-hmm. And even, like, say, like, stories like Neverwhere and stuff like that, uh, the characters in that weren't godlike, but they had, like, say, sp- special powers or, like, beings that weren't from this world. But again, it, it wasn't done in a way that uh, was quite patronising. I think that's probably the best way I can describe it. I hate this ring light. Sorry, I've gone all dark. I, I love... See, I, I think I, you did it quite respectfully. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's quite a brave subject matter to take on because it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss somebody off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you're you know, going to upset it, someone. And you did it, I think, 
there was a lot of gods that he mentioned that could have he could have sort of been quite not patronizing but maybe he's a bit a bit yeah a bit distastefully or maybe he's a bit but I think he was really respectful about all of them from Jacqueline Ibis to who obviously Egyptian and Nancy who is South African African I believe yeah um Jesus and then obviously the Norse mythology characters Mm -hmm. it's and even going back you just to... just sort of went all in, didn't he? Yeah, and like I say, the Norse ones, I loved... Again, this is going to be the big spoiler as well, so I might as well get out of the way. Uh, the ending with flipping it, that Wednesday was really the main villain behind everything, and that uh, the, the cellmate foreshadow was really Loki. And that... And what?! That was... <laughs> Sorry, I Charlotte. mean, his name, his name is Loki, as in L-O-W-K-A-Y. <laughs> so... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, when I, re- when I read the book first time, I For didn't get it till the end. <laughs> For people listening, Sam has a very shocked face. <laughs> yeah. Why did I not see this? So I get what you mean now. Yet reading Norse mythology first, I should get this. I knew Wednesday was Odin. And I knew even before knowing the ending that Odin would come out as be the bad guy. Because guess what, kids? Norse gods are dicks. <laughs> all of them. They are awful human beings. They are awful gods. They're not nice people. But, oh, holy shit. I was wondering why they kept breaking the name down. Why they even mentioned him in the first place. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. Sorry, I'm trying to reply to Chris as well, like, on, <laughs> about should, reading. Should we, give, should we give the biggest spoiler, as in... Is there more? About well, Shadow, seeing as we're getting it out of the way. Go on, I'll let you, I'll let you do this one. Hang on a minute, let me compose myself. Go on. <laughs> so, Shadow is Wednesday's son. Mm. Like, half son, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Because yeah. the gods are kind of like... Which like one? Different. <laughs> you don't find out. You, well, you, never, you, you don't. don't that's that's what I mean. You don't find out. So you just kind of find that out at the end. There's mm-hmm. a there's a little bit that sort of closes the story, and then Shadow's just sort of left on like a beach or something, isn't he? Yeah, and, the, and the he bench. has a bit of a com- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has a bit of a conversation, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. So if there was going to be a sequel, I, I'd, I'd want I'd want it to be Shadow's story after he found out who he was and yeah. and where he took it. That didn't um, shock us as much as the other one did. Really. No, I, I think, I, yeah, I think that was quite hinted at with, uh, with like I said, the shadow one. But the Loki, even after I read it the first time, I didn't get, as you said, the low key part of it till the end. I was like, fuck, I'm so thick. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and again, again, sorry to keep banging back to Norse mythology book, but every story that he tells is a Loki, Loki is in it, he's either caused the problem, he's either resolving the problem, he's either interfering in the problem, he is always there, and he's even there right at the end. He's a bitch in this, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it just goes to show that he's had to have him in there. To be fair, that's kind of just Norse mythology in general. If it goes wrong, it's it's Loki's fault. Mm. <laughs> oh, this light so... is getting on my nerves. I'm gonna go and turn my big light on. <laughs> Two seconds. Oh, yeah, I loved how it was kind of like uh, 
you were expecting them to play a bigger part as well, and everyone's getting to see uh, Sammy's jammers. Where hey, <laughs> it's that type of OnlyFans tonight, lads. What's that? <laughs> getting to see me jammer bottoms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Business on top, jammers on my bottom. Let's <laughs> be glad she's wearing pants, lads. I wasn't last week. I couldn't have done it last week. <laughs> I was I was terrified, you know, when he said widen the camera, I was like, uh, I'm going to scooch myself in here. I have no trousers on. <laughs> I think as well, like I say, it would be a miss if we didn't mention like some big characters like Easter. Easter was brilliantly portrayed oh. both in the show and oh. in, in the movie. She was amazing. She, movie, was, she was breathtaking in the show. Um, it, who played her again? It's um, uh, Kirsten Chenoweth. Yes. yes. She was yeah. in Wicked. Yes, yes, Broadway actress. Um, yes. Wow. Just, yeah. wow. It was like utterly breathtaking to watch her. And when I found out who she was, I was like, oh my God, she's Easter. <laughs> what, I think, what I, I think what I will say about the show is because I, I do sort of bash the show quite a bit because I, I, it really, really disappointed us. Because I think mm. because of how much I love this book. Although the writing went off on the show, the yeah. imagery was always on point yeah yeah that was always Brian Fuller, though, all three it? seasons mm. it, it was the the imagery that got spot on I think yeah didn't they say they were going to do a like a one-off movie to finish it all off as well I think that was supposed to be in was the it? works because they haven't actually yeah, tied they, everything up thinking about it yeah so the, is this two of the tv series because I've I stopped watching the middle of the series too have they done a third one or did the second one just end it is that it? There's a, and there's, a, there's a third one, but that's it. Yeah. Is it worth watching? No. I'll read the book. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm doing that anyway. I'm, I am yes. doing that anyway. I have to like now get on this book because my mum's a really good reader. So <laughs> she will pick this up and have this finished in a couple of days and will want to talk about it. So I have to, <laughs> I have to pick my ear game up on this one. <laughs> Okay, your mum to come on as well. Like log in now. <laughs> Wait, do you know what, Mitch? She'll be a bed. <laughs> it's a proper early, early night of me, mum. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's like I say, there's elements that hit the notes and stuff, but without any book as well, you can't have like I say a, a good bad guy. And I know Wednesday played it throughout. Um, uh, but like I say, Mr. World and um, uh, like I say, Techno Boy and Media. Fucking media in the book mm. is pretty much identical to what you expect Ginny and Anderson to be yeah. in in is, the first season. Is it the same? You know how she she changes into certain yeah. aspects of it. Is it the same visionary exactly. or is it different? See, exactly the same. Even to the point where you're saying, "Have you ever wanted to see Lucy's tits?" The yeah, so Amazing. In, in the in the book, that scene happens um, in a motel room mm-hmm. rather than like him going shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it still it still fits. They, had, they didn't cut anything out that sort of would have mm-hmm. made a massive difference to mm-hmm. to the TV series. They just sort of changed things about a bit. Um, yeah. Techno Boy is quite different in the book. No, he's, in the, he's more sinister in the book. He's less bratty. He was yeah, a bit of a he's, bitch, wasn't he's, he? He's, he's, his appearance is a lot different as well. He's, yeah. he's, it was very he's lazier. And, yeah, very he's lazier in the book, well. isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very 80s and 90s, early 90s, I think, like, because he, he keeps rocking up in like these limos and has like cheesy sunglasses on. Um, yeah, but, but so, like, because of the time it was wrote, it's very <clears throat> it's not as up to date with all the technology and, and stuff as it was. 
Um, but he's still he's a bit more sinister in the books, and like you actually think he's a bit of a force. Um, mm-hmm. But um, like I said, the playoffs and stuff, and the way like Wednesday weaves the, the like the web or or the roots of a tree, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> oh, the tree! <laughs> yeah. But uh, every element is done to a degree where. It, it does surprise you and again that's when like as you said with your face when we told you about Loki being his cellmate I, I know Charlotte's smarter than us so she probably just got that straight away but we I didn't I never right. worked it out and it, it's it's brilliantly done it's like that twist end and even though you see it coming because mm-hmm. because it is hinted at as well um the only thing that did confuse us I did take a few times to really understand it was the buffalo uh, how he kept on yes. seeing the buffalo. Like I said, that made no sense when I first read it. It did a little bit more because it was like warning signs and and his aspects and stuff, but I never quite got the buffalo initially. Uh, the, the best way to describe the buffalo is probably the land. You mm. sort of, the land that it kind of represents the land that the, the first immigrants and stuff reached mm-hmm. and the buffalo kind of represents that trying to mm-hmm. trying to lead shadow yeah um i think that's probably best represented when he has the dream that he's buried alive and he can yeah. taste the earth and and smell mm-hmm. smell like the roots of the trees and stuff because when i read it i was like why the fuck's this in but then it, it comes to guide him more. I think mm-hmm. when you read the second yeah. and, you, and you get that more and you think, why does he need guidance? But mm-hmm. as you as you find out more, it, it kind of does. He's, bit, he's not too sharp is our shadow. Uh, <laughs> it kind of makes sense, though, if he's Odin's son, because Odin is guided a lot by a lot of things just within his own stories. Um, just I'm um, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the, the ravens are featured quite a lot in this throughout mm. and you don't even realize that they're in it that's oh you just let into my question you. <laughs> you just let into my question lovely there because what i wanted to ask is is there hints you know you've mentioned the tree you mentioned the ravens is there hints in there to lead you to that like to think it's odin but then something that kind of catches you off guard that you're like oh it's not really no. Since he says Wednesday, you know it's on. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like because okay, he says that Wednesday is his day. It's like it's, our yeah. father. And Wednesday is <laughs> yes. I got it straight away. I got it straight away because, mm-hmm. but when I um I didn't realize that I knew Thursday is Thursday, like mm-hmm. and Odin's day was Wednesday, and then his tears um on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that until I read the Norse <laughs> mythology book. <laughs> There's elements that's really sad as well when Shadow meets the the for, almost forgotten gods that you can't remember the names and they're kind of oh. going out and like they've got no face and stuff because they're not like the, the, if my memory serves me right again, Shadow tell us I'm from wrong. They kind of like start turning the stone. Uh, yeah, sort of. They sort of become like sort of non-entities, so sort of things mm-hmm. that you would walk past and you wouldn't think twice. Mm-hmm. Is, that they, is that because they're not getting worshipped because they are that old? Mm-hmm. People Cause... are just forgetting about them and not uh-huh. sort of sort of replacing them with with new gods. That's mm-hmm. like the that's so like what, not... what that's what I got with the woman in the vagina. She was begging this man just to worship her, like regardless of what yeah. was happening, to actually worship her. And it was like, oh, that was so that 
it was pointed out so many times it became like that is a very significant part of this this mm-hmm. chapter is that she needs to be worshipped. So mm-hmm. oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I see you looking down there. So you're moving on to your next point there, Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to think now. What? Oh, no, I was stumped, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think what what would move into that quite nicely, but... Mm-hmm. What, vaginas? <laughs> hey! <laughs> and I'm not the one lowering the tone now. <laughs> that was the last thing um, I mentioned. <laughs> we'll stick with the gods and so... <laughs> As as far as the new gods go, with media and techno boy and the world, do you think they accurately represent what would be a new considered a new god today? Well, of of the time, I guess. Yeah, of of today. Do you think? Yeah. If it was uh, written now, do you think there would be different ones? Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Um, I, I liked, um, like I said, as I said, with the hat people, because uh, one of them was, uh, I think, it was Mister Mister World, Mister Stone, Mister Wood, Mister Town, and Mister mm-hmm. Road. Yeah. So, it kind of like many things, people worship, like say, small things taken in, but I think Techno Boy would be like more probably Internet Boy now. And um, internet is probably like say media hundred um, percent. But trying to think of other things like industry probably could be could be classed as a god. There was there was quite a good one. I was reading a little bit today um, about the new gods, and mm-hmm. it, it's not actually mentioned much in the group in the book, but it's supposed to represent the fact that they keep changing cars and they keep buying like run down old cars. Mm-hmm. Is because the um, Neil Gaiman was interpreted it as transport and the way people sort of worship their oh. their cars and things like that. So that's oh, why right. they sort of that's why they keep changing them and buying ones that aren't loved and because mm-hmm. it's they need to get around, but they don't want to mm-hmm. to be seen as sort of worshiping new gods. All oh, right, oh, right. Which I quite I quite like that. Yeah, like I say, it makes sense because, as I said, they were completely against anything that was, like I say, new or giving them powers to anyone else. Um, I think one that probably was missed off quite a bit. Uh, I know the probably, I think they did mention it in uh, in the TV show, probably Money. That would be probably would replace Mr. World as uh, like a, the Money God would probably be the number one because everyone worships the dollar. Yeah, and the pound. Yes, uh, and his goodwill to send the chap car worshiper here, so she, he would be bound down. To, <laughs> yeah, um, just don't stick, it, don't don't stick it in the in the in the pipe there, goodwill. That's not good. No, no. But after <laughs> what I saw, you you know your car cleaning skills, you can come and do mine if you want. That, that wasn't so abused. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> But um, like I say, with anything like, cause I know I think the TV show picked up on a few of the newer gods that we was probably missed off, like uh, God of War, um, mm. and stuff like that. But again, going into it, because then it wouldn't just be God of War, because in in theory that's what Wednesday was. Odin is the god God of War, and uh, what's he called? Uh, Ares. Like I say, if they're going to go for them mm. type of gods, um, is it is it solely? Norse mythology or is it a mixture I know there's a lot of gods involved is it is it really like all of them it's, or, 
Okay. I'd say the main ones were probably Norse. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it it branches out because as I say, like Jacqueline Ibis in it, Nancy's in it, Bill Quiss, uh Jesus, Mama yeah. Matt Matt Sweeney. I'm just thinking probably... of I'm just thinking of like mythology yeah. side. Is Greek involved or is it just Norse? I think it was most because as I said, with, at the start, with it being an immigrant story, it focused on where most of the immigrants did come from because they had the Eastern European god mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. sideboard. Um, and like I said, Norse, there was a lot of Norse immigrants that came over. Uh, the Irish, so Maddie Sweeney. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if there was, like, potentially they could have had an Italian god because, like I said, but it depends on how they're depicted or, like I say, uh, I don't want to make any uh, offhand jokes. I had to be very careful. Of myself. I was, I was actually going to say pizza god, but okay. No, yeah. <laughs> so, so we've just lost our uh, Italian viewerships. Due to, Sorry, um... you make good, you make good pizza. <laughs> but that, that's another one that could have been a, a food god. Like I say, because yeah. people worship food these days. I, especially, I was going to say that would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be very much now, wouldn't it? Charlotte's feet feet would have been a god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they really wouldn't. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Hashtag Charlotte's feet. Just a foot. coming after you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is the stuff of nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Taking a bit far there. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, kind of, as I said, with with this story, it gives you the ending that, you, you kind of need but you're still left with a little more i know the like i say in the later books as well they added extra bits and stuff but the stuff that you wanted to find out or read more you want to know what happens to sam and how she moves on that again that would have been a side story that i would have uh uh liked to go down and, and view it i would have loved to go back to that uh town that shadow kind of released from uh from like say the gods and see mm. how they were prospering, if anything had changed or um, how someone had moved in and took her away. Um, I would like to see like, a backstory on like the cyborg, uh, not, it's a combination of cyborg, Seisborg uh, and uh, the sisters, because the sisters, when you read about them, are so interesting um, mm-hmm. and like beautifully written, like say, because there's one older one, um, like a medium one and a younger one. And um, it's like uh, kind of like, how the view on fortune telling like how the older one is just like a piss taken uh like a, a charlatan where the younger one is the actually one that can read the future and just so mystical and done and I, I can't i can't remember the actual the actual gods that they're based on but it, it's based on a story of, of three sisters who mm-hmm. were were always watching the stars Mm-hmm. So they could see the, f- so they could sort of see what was going to happen in the future. But one of them had to be watching the stars at all times. Mm-hmm. So one would be awake, the other two would sleep, and that was like the constant rotation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I and love. Then while Sorry. while one was a while, they would only age while they were awake or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how there's like an older one, a younger one, and a middle one. Oh. And I, I love, can't remember what. I, th- I think it was Eastern it European. I can't remember. It Slavic. is, yeah. It was definitely Slavic, but um, I love the like the the little passage where they describe. Um, oh, are you good at reading fortunes? No, so I make loads of money because I tell people what what they want to hear. What they want to hear, yeah, yeah. And then of course the younger sisters um, 
um, doesn't make any money because she tells people what they don't want to hear, and but she's always so mm-hmm. accurate. So that whole reference point was so well done and incorrectly saying because people don't want to know what's really going to happen to them in the future, no. especially things. Uh, so, um, and I, and again, I, and it's, it goes amiss that we haven't even discussed the coins because the coins do play such a, a coin pivotal part. The coin tricks yeah. throughout, uh, and how like so you can make the the moon disappear just by taking it from the sky, and how oh, like, different protections. And so- that that scene on the roof with the younger sister when she plucks the coin and it's mm-hmm. in the sky and it's the moon is so beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it's one of the standout moments in the book for me because it's just the imagery in it is just mm-hmm. gorgeous. Well, I'm like only. Way, oh, sorry. The way he describes like the stars and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's it's just beautiful. I was just gonna say I'm like at the beginning, so I've. I'm just at the point where he's he's fascinated with um Marai's Marai. Is it Marai? Marai Moody. Marai Moody. Crossover. Multiverse. Um <laughs> Yeah, where he's fascinated with the, the coin trick. And honestly, if I hadn't seen the TV show, I don't know if I would have even paid it a second thought. Oh, that's brilliant. But um because yeah. that was the whole thing. Uh, Mad Sweeney's after these mm-hmm. coin, and, that, and that's pretty much why he dies because he gets his coin taken away from him. He mm. gives him the wrong coin, mm. but but uh, the whole reference points and stuff, breathtaking at times, as Charlotte said. So yes, um, so uh, what, so what? Uh, <laughs> no, um, so, <laughs> Charlotte was just looking looking wistfully away, imagining the Sorry. scene. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, any any further points you want us to discuss, there, young lady? Um. Oh, I quite like this one. Okay. Um. So it it shows um magical, mythical, you know, coexisting quite normally in mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. Um. And sort of in everyday life mm-hmm. do you think that's a fair representation of religion and faith and how it sort of is because in... I, I think you can't really talk about a, a book like this without talking um, about religion and faith and, and how God's in the important title, so. <laughs> it, yeah, but how important it is to everyday life do you think mm. this obviously it takes it to the extreme I think it's great in a way to show how strong faith can be and again how it can be treated the right way and treated the wrong way mm-hmm. um i am always envious of people who have faith and, and has that strong beliefs like i'm going all uh, 90s music on you there um <laughs> <laughs> but um it's one of them things i think with the way it does it in the book it does it well because people only notice what they want to notice or see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't notice the expected. They get drawn to things, which I think a lot of, well, we're, we're a prime example of that. Nerdy Up North drew people in because people are wanting to believe or wanting to have kind of faith. Yeah, fuck it, I'm a cult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in a certain way, um, 
I think people are longing for it and people want to have that type of aspect. They might not believe in the same things. There's no right or wrong. It's just, yeah, it, it's, I think that's the best way I can describe it without putting my foot in it. No, I totally get that, you, that you're trying to be careful because I've been trying to word it in my head and everything that I've come up with, I don't want to say. So <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to upset people, but I totally get where, where Paul's coming from. Um, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to go any further. Because I will say something I don't want to. I don't want to upset people. Never want to go out my way to upset anyone or to um, piss all over their belief system that is, you know, because then I'm a complete hypocrite because I don't want people to piss on mine. So why should I go and piss on theirs? So I don't particularly want to upset anyone. So great point, Paul. What about you, Charlotte? <laughs> How would you respond to that, that question? Um, I think it's kind of more telling on how people have lost faith more I say recently but sort of oh definitely within definitely recently but definitely within my lifetime yeah I was gonna say definitely within my lifetime people have -hmm. have lost faith and I think it 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 massively highlights how Mm -hmm. we put so much importance on maybe the wrong things at times Mm -hmm. 100% yeah Um, but for me mm -hmm. Sorry, go on. No, no, I've, I've done, a, done a thing, just I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, for me, it it, rep, it represented that the, the the differences in what people consider normal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody's normality is completely different. They don't have to fit in that mould anymore. They can yeah. be yeah. what they want or who they want or what they want. And, and I think the the road trip aspect of it really really helped that because what was normal in one town that he that he went to mm-hmm. was completely crazy in another town yeah that's the world though isn't it but <laughs> and, and and to be honest that is almost religion because what one religion believes another one doesn't and you know vice versa it goes through it um yeah i'm gonna stop there but it does show how, like, say, the elements are stronger. Like, say, a strong b- belief, shall we say, can get you through or get you to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never disparage that. If you do no. have faith or a belief, oh, no. s- stick with it 100% because it will get you through things. It'll get you yeah. through the toughest times of your life at times. Finding someone to believe in, it doesn't even have to be a god, just a person. No. Like but isn't that isn't that the idea of the new gods that it didn't have to be an actual god it was just a something do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like the like social like the internet and media mm-hmm. like it didn't have to be an actual person and um, i envy anyone who has faith because i i love the idea of it i just i haven't found it yet <laughs> still i'm still looking Follow the cult. He's so funny. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Join our cult. He's a bad bear. Don't worry. <laughs> be fair, when you say uh, that, I'm like, when you say that, I'm like, bad bear. <laughs> like, naughty bear. <laughs> to be fair, though, I think. 
and you could make the same premise and do the same story with doing it in Disney. I think it would be hilarious. Like everyone, you believe in Disney characters and stuff. Disney characters come to life and fuck up the world. I, <laughs> I mean, it's just a Disney version of this. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see how Disney handled Bill Quiz. Um, trying to think which character. I'm going to smile and nod like I know who you're talking about. Uh, The 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 vagina reverse, The reverse birth. I'd love to say how Disney Disney managed that. Oh, Oh, who would they use? Uh, (laughs) Ursula. (laughs) Devouring it with the tentacles. Oh my God, it would so work. (laughs) (laughs) Worship me, fish man. (laughs) I'm Dardessi. Under the sea. You don't want to be under the sea. <laughs> when you're getting hotter under the water. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, just we just under... ruined Little Mermaid for everyone, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give someone a very hard wank, so it's fine. <laughs> you lowered the level there. <laughs> um, Goodwill says you can all join his religion. All hail tall Paul. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it when the shoe's on the other foot, do you? <laughs> Never been tall. I'm short and stumpy. That's the best I think. But uh <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um back to the story, shall we say? But uh I think as a book it it lends itself a lot to like if you into as you said, mythology or even pop culture, and mm. as we are like I say, a group that was founded on pop culture. I think it, it is quite fitting. Um, there was only two books I used to adore, um, like I say, read over and over. This one, and funny enough, um, two of Danny Wallace's as well, Join Me and Yes Man. Where, like I say, uh, I know I keep banging on to read them ones, but honestly, you will get what we do so much if you read Join Me. It is uh, a story of a book where a man started a cult by accident and it is a true story as well so it is quite I, amusing <laughs> I banged on about it so much I was like fine I'll buy it and I do actually <laughs> own it now <laughs> still haven't read it though I'm a really bad reader like I buy all these books I bought a shitload since I started going out more with Charlotte um but I just I'm so slow I am such a slow reader <laughs> Are we calling Charlotte an influencer now? She's an official yes, online she is a, influencer. Yes, she is a book influencer. <laughs> it, honestly, it didn't take much mind on Friday. She went, oh, that's that Neil Gaiman, the one, the, you know, the play that Simon Pegg's director. I said, like, just hand it over. Come on, hand it over. <laughs> it, it was Ocean at the End of the Lane, just if anybody's interested. <laughs> So now any- hundreds of people are going to go and buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anything that we've missed off that you wanted us to hit yeah. there, Charlotte? Um, what did you love and what did you hate about it? Which I don't know whether Sammy's going to be. I can't answer it, so I'll let Paul uh, take this one away. I love how it flowed. I loved how you went on the journey with the story. Um, I heard that it ended. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll add, I love how you have excited me to to go and read. Like, I want this to end now, so I can go and pick my book up. Not like <laughs> don't, you, don't you give me Charlotte's nicknames. Oh, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, that was probably the best way I can describe it. I, um, again, I was never enamelled with the Laura character. 
because she is a complete yeah. bitch in, in the book and in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but like I say, you get engrossed. You, you, it just serves a purpose. But the characters, like, how can you not love a, a, a bad guy like Wednesday? The ultimate shall, yeah. the ultimate, uh, like, say, all father. Um, he is everything that encapsulated that you thought that character would be. Mm-hmm. And it's just perfect in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and Kev's, Kev's <laughs> coming in with the Charlotte's feet and the Charlotte's balls. And um, Sam, but- she- Sham, Sham? What's Sam, that? Sam's what? Sam's, Sam's ham. ham. Yep, that's what that is. Sam's ham. <laughs> um, Sam's ham. Thanks, Kev. But Goodwill says Charlotte's recommendations carry more weight than Oprah. <laughs> oh my god! Right? You get a book. You get a book. You get a book. There is a there, so uh, there is a sticker thing that you can buy on Etsy that you can put like your name in to say the property of and stick it on your books. I am going to buy you one, Charlotte, and say Charlotte approved. <laughs> and you can go around HMB and start stamping them on books. <laughs> That's going to be so much fun. So how, how quick Can is Sam his... locked up? So when, so, Sam is a so man. Get a... Oh, no, Sam's mom. Right. Sammy's mom. <laughs> so you cheeky bastard. <laughs> Martin, put the fucking socks away, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. What have we, Kev? What have you started? <laughs> He'll be sitting there and gleefully laughing his head off the little pillow. Oh, <laughs> you will, you will. Any more pointers? Uh, I just had one. Where was it? Oh, um, it's it's not really a talking point, but I don't know. Obviously, um, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman wrote Good Omens together. Did they? Again, is yes. quite yes, they did. Oh, I thought it was just Neil Gaiman. I do own that book as well. Um, which again is is quite religious, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, oh, but and so God's Ter- the devils and angels, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, Terry, uh, Terry, Terry Pratchett, as part of his Discworld series, um, wrote a book called Small Gods, mm-hmm. right? Uh, before American Gods came out, and it's kind of in the similar, mm-hmm. similar sort mm-hmm. of vein of it, but it's it's in it's set in the Discworld universe. Yeah. So if, if you're a Terry Pratchett fan, that's but you like American Gods and you haven't come across that one, then that's a good one too. You are just a fountain of knowledge, aren't you? I could just pick <laughs> your brains all day. She, she is very handy to have around, mind. Really. She is, she is tiny. You could pretty much just carry her around. You could. <laughs> you could. But very handy to have around, especially when I'm like Charlotte and I'm looking for this type of book and she literally walks to a shelf and just goes, there you go. She's just <laughs> so knowledgeable. To be fair though, she did get clotheslined by a three-year-old and then took her head off. That was hilarious. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I wasn't expecting that. No. Well, it. we um, all got we all got a few punches that day. <laughs> I, it's like when I was in Nam. I remember my time. She's gonna have like flashbacks, <laughs> flashbacks. and trauma. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> yes. Um, for our first book review type episode, it's been quite an interesting talking point. I know Charlotte's been gagging for this one for a long time, bless her. Uh, <laughs> and again, if you're listening, please join Charlotte's Book Club. Please. Uh, we're talking about graphic novels. Comic, and... Yeah, it's comic and graphic novel month this month. Oh, cool. So we'll be pulling so. another one out of the bag. And now she's got a taste of this. I'm sure she'll be fighting, <laughs> fighting for more of this content in there. Good. Fight, Charlotte. I'll fight. 
I have some pull here. Just let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's starting to sound like a porn movie now. So, <laughs> <laughs> if we're yes. doing month, if we're doing monthly movies, we can do monthly books. I'm just saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, we can. We, we, Charlotte, to be fair, we've got to do the monthly movie. We still haven't no, done that done yet. yet. <laughs> so you might be waiting just as long as everyone's waiting for the alien one. So, <laughs> to be fair, it was meant to be this week, but it's just been knackering. But uh, yes. Yeah. But uh, yes, so unless I'm shitting on any no. other points have you got, uh, I think we'll no, pretty we much... got through them all. Cool. So I've really enjoyed that. So like I, say, I know talking about something that you worry about other people not reading or not understanding. That, that's why the thing about movies and books and stuff, people do take things differently. But I think mm-hmm. uh, from a talking point, me and Charlotte were pretty much on the same way of things. Oh, <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, and, and it really helps <laughs> when you I mean, you, you're not exactly selling it to us, but you could be to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, really does help. I really hope we are, because it's a, it's a brilliant book. I really hope it... Honestly, kind of if I can give... People to go up and... I, oh, I heard, because I, so I messaged you straight away, and I was like, why didn't I pick this up earlier? Like, <laughs> why the fuck didn't I pick this up earlier? Because it, I think because it is like 600 pages, I think it is a bit daunting, but... It doesn't, it doesn't scare us, though. Not like feel, it... it does not feel like that like once you get into it you just get lost in it and you don't realize how much you get through because you, you just keep it, going it's a kind of book to hit people with as well so that's always a yeah. plus point yeah yeah <laughs> it's a good job charlotte handed it to us and not you because i think i would have there been taken out are you trying to see it are you saying i beat you now <laughs> no <laughs> i just, just just get that by three-year-olds <laughs> yes um Next week, uh, we are going back to the top fives. It's going to be Kelly and Grant joining us for top five albums of all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to some weird and wonderful uh, picks. Probably I've never heard of a few of the ones that, that's going to be mentioned. By um, Grant. <laughs> and we get the emotional and wonderful Kelly involved as well. So that'll yeah. get some interesting facial expressions on there. Definitely. <laughs> But yes, but, but thank you, Charlotte, for forcing us to do this. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I uh, hope you've enjoyed thank it you for too. Obliging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll There's... nag more often. Brilliant. <laughs> more often. When do you stop? But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm turning to Kev now. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> stop taking jobs away from people. <laughs> yes. Um. I'm trying to think. Like I say, what else have we got to plug? We've got the Sunny uh, Con coming up soon as well. Yeah. Uh, live mm-hmm. panel. Jake's Twitch. Jake's Twitch. Jake's Twitch. Me and Jake. He is, and me and Jake may be going live on Tuesday with some with more of our Resident Evil uh, mm-hmm. antics. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, and like I say, we'll come up with a few more interesting ones for the book. Uh, reviews mm-hmm. as well and uh, quite enjoyed doing the layout and the design for this one as well it was it's quite beautiful simple, but uh yeah. quite worked but yes uh same bad time same bad channel guys stay nerdy everyone bye, bye. <laughs>